Thank you, baby seed. Amen. Wasn't that a blessing? And a lot in a year. Amen. There's a lot in a year. And I do realize what time it is. And we just want to give you a few thoughts on this first Sunday of the year. And I want you to be back tonight. And we'll give a little bit more of kind of our theme. And, and of course, our theme this year is faithfulness required. Faithfulness required. I, Brother Don gave me the thought for faithfulness. And then I got to thinking about a couple of verses. And this one here is what stuck. And I keep pointing back there, and we'll get it up there here. But uh, I want you to open your Bible, if you would, your precious Bible, to 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. And we're going to read just a couple of verses here. And then I really just want to share from my heart. I'm only going to be here next 10 minutes or so, and uh, 10, 15 minutes, and we'll get out of here at normal time. Um, but I want to share a few things. Uh, would you open your precious Bible? 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And we'll begin with verse number one. And uh, if you're there, would you say amen? amen? All right. Here's what the Bible says. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yeah, I judge not mine own self, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light, boy isn't this convicting, the light, the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the heart, and then shall every man have praise of God. Heavenly Father, I pray you'll just help us these next few moments. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. The video was a blessing, wasn't it? And uh, there's a lot in a year. It's hard to pack in a video. But um, I want you to know, church, God's been good to us. Now, that doesn't mean that not all of us have not went through some rough times this past year. And I hate to tell you, I know you know this already, it doesn't mean that we're not going to face some troubled days in the future. But he's been good to us. And he will continue to be good to us. And um, I want to look at just a few things here. This epistle is to the church of Corinth. They were a troubled church. They had a lot of problems. Uh, really, they did. Uh, there was a lot of fighting and arguing and strife, bickering going on. You say, Pastor, how do you know that? Because in verse 3 of chapter 3, he says, For ye are yet carnal, for wherein there is among you envying and strife and divisions, ye are carnal and walk as men. And so he tells them, he very strong, very strong language. He just, he didn't play hide and seek with him. He said, you've got problems because many of you are acting like you are. You're carnal, you're being fleshly. And we have to be careful about this. Because all of us, even though we're saved, we still have the flesh nature in us. And we have to ask the Lord to help us. But the theme this year is faithfulness required. So in chapter 4, the Bible says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So really, we really need to define a couple of terms here. 
Let's define some terms that would help unlock this passage of Scripture. Look at verse 1. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ, notice this, and stewards of the mysteries of God. The stewards. What is it to be a steward? By the way, if you're saved, you're a steward. How many of you are saved this morning? Would you say amen? amen? Then you're a steward. You're a steward. Now, I'm a steward. We're either a good steward or we're a bad steward. We're either being a faithful steward or we're being an unfaithful steward. We're either being this in the best of our ability or we're looking at it and not emphasizing it like we should in our lives. So what is a steward? It's very simple. You're a manager or an overseer. In other words, you're entrusted with. You're a manager. You're an overseer. You've been entrusted with. Now, when we look at this passage, the Bible very clearly tells us what you're entrusted with. We are stewards, what? Of the mysteries of God. Now, this is an interesting statement. Very interesting. What does this mean, that we are stewards of the mysteries of God? Here it is simply this. It's something not known till revealed. Something not known till it's been revealed. Now, here's what's beautiful about this mystery. These mysteries have been revealed to you if you're saved. Before we're saved, and people that are lost today, these are still mysteries to them. They don't understand it. So God has asked us and called us to be stewards of mysteries of God. Now, I'm going to open these up and all of you are going to know, now, I didn't give an exhaustive list, but I wanted to pull out the three biggest ones and then we're going to close. Mysteries of God. It's something not known until revealed. So God says to us, we are stewards of the mysteries of God. So in other words, these mysteries are still mysteries to people that are lost. But to us that are saved, they're not mysteries anymore because God has revealed them to us. What's the first one? I want you to notice 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. God has revealed to us the mystery of godliness. Let me read that to you quickly in 1 Timothy chapter number 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3. I want you to notice what the Bible says in verse 14. These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And then he explains to us what this mystery of godliness is. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Now, the world doesn't understand this, but we that are saved, God has entrusted us with this message, the mystery of godliness. What is it? It's very simply, number one, without controversy, that God was manifested in the flesh. We just celebrated it in December. God came to this earth and manifested Himself in the flesh. He robed Himself To be a man, Almighty God came down to us 
and robed himself in flesh. In other words, he bled just like we bleeded. He hurt just like we hurt. He cried just like we cry. He understands everything about us because he came in the form of a man. I don't know about you, but if I was God, I would have come up with another way. God, is there one that wouldn't require so much of me? This is the mystery of godliness that Jesus Christ came to this earth and robed himself in flesh. That's a mystery to the world. Do you understand most of the world, and you know it by Christmas time, still most people that live on this planet don't understand what Christmas is all about. It's a mystery to them. But it's not a mystery to us. And we're a steward of that. We're a steward of him being robed in the flesh. We're a steward of knowing that he was justified in the spirit. We know that he also was a seen of angels. He was preaching to the Gentiles. He was believed in the world and he was received up into glory. That is the mystery of godliness. And by the way, this is the mystery of the gospel. Do you know that we're stewards of the gospel? Yes, why was he, why did he come and in and embody himself in human form. He came for one reason, and that was because of you and I and the sins of the world, and everybody on this planet needs to know it. We're stewards of that message. How many of you told this year, this past year, about Jesus Christ and the Savior of the world? This year we need to do more in 2024. We need to hand out more tracts. We need to tell more people about the mystery of godliness. Why? Because if you're saved... You understand it. It's not a mystery to you anymore. The mystery of godliness. God has entrusted us with the mystery of godliness. He says you're stewards of the mysteries of God. Notice this, of His will. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 3, verse 16. Let me read it, or actually it's Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Having made known unto us the mysteries of His will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Are we good stewards? Can I ask every mom and dad here just a moment? Are you good stewards with the will of God? I'm concerned, church. I'm concerned about this society and this culture of where even our Christian parents are not concerned about the will of God for their children. They're concerned about careers. They're concerned about everything else. But see, we as Christians should be concerned about the will of God because if we will teach them the will of God, God takes care of all that other stuff. All this stuff that we set up at night, we worry about, we fret about. If we, if we know that our children are in the perfect will of God, there's no fear. There's peace. And let me tell you something. I know the difference. Some people say, well, Pastor, you and Laura, you and Miss Laura, y'all are in a glass house. No, we're not in a glass house. We have two children. We have, we have grandchildren. I know the difference between when I know I can rest at night and they're in the will of God and in the peace of the will of God. And I also know when I go to bed at night and they're not. Say, who made you God? No one. But His will is not a mystery to me. 
And you are a steward and I am a steward of God's will. He's revealed that to us. What does he desire? What does he want? What does he want in this world? We're stewards of that. Are we telling people when we give advice to people? Are we concerned about the will of God? Or are we only concerned about, well, that's just what it is. That's just what everybody's doing. I don't care what everybody else is doing. We should be concerned about the will of God. We're stewards of that. We're keepers of it. Can I ask you a question? Are you a keeper of that? Are you a good steward of that? Am I a good steward of that? God requires us. We, he says, I'm requiring stewards to be stewards of the mysteries of God. We know His will. We know that God wants all to be saved. He, we know that the Lord is leading us. And we find this in Ephesians chapter number 1, verses 9 through 11. He says, the perfect will of God. It was a mystery to me years ago, but it's not a mystery anymore. My soul, the scariest day of my life is what am I supposed to do? Some of the most confusing days of my life is when I was out of high school. Well, what do I do now? I was just like most people, man. I'm just stabbing at stuff. Well, I'll try this. I'll try that. That's a good pay. Well, someone brought this up, so I'll, I'll try this. But you know what I found out? Boy, when I got in the will of God, he took care of all that stuff. Can I say we're stewards with godliness? We're stewards of his will. And then quickly, the Bible says we're stewards of the church. Ephesians chapter 5. The Bible very clearly lays out the church is a mystery. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. I still think we live in a day where most Christians think church is a mystery. Somebody say amen. This, look here. Us coming here and meeting three times a week is not my idea. Some people have the idea, I preacher. He just thinks everybody ought to be there every time the door's open. No, I don't think that God does. I didn't create that. Some people get mad at me and preachers. Man, preachers are getting upset with all around the world. I'm like, hey, we're just the little messenger boys. He says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves as a matter of some, as such as some is. By the way, I see it definitely in this day, minimizing church attendance. Well, you don't read it in the Bible. They don't have a Sunday night service. No, the Bible says daily. (laughs) Daily, a little bit more than three times a week. Daily. Daily. The Bible says we're stewards of the mystery. I speak concerning the mystery of the church. Are we helping people understand the mystery of the church? How in the world can we help them when we don't even understand the mystery of the church? How important it is, how vital it is. The church. See, we as Christians, we're stewards of these things. There's still mysteries to the lost, and sadly, there's still mysteries to baby Christians. Can I say the Word of God speaks often about the concept of stewardship? I know what most people think the moment I bring that up about stewardship. Y'all know what you, we, we think you're talking about? Now listen to me. It's so much more than this. This is actually a very little part of what he's talking about here, being stewards. God has called each of us to be stewards. And in order us to become proper stewards, 
we must understand the issues of stewardship. So tonight, we're going to deal with the issue of stewardship. And the theme, faithful. Now, I'd be, we all be in trouble tonight, this morning, that if God said, and it's required of stewards to be handsome, I know I'd be in trouble. And that would disqualify women because I don't think there's one woman here who would like to be called handsome. You'd like to be called pretty. If God made something, well, you've got to be able to speak. Well, you know what? Not everybody can speak. God says, well, it's required of stewards that they must be winsome. They must look the part. They must have, you know, designer clothes. No, look at me. That's not what God says. God put it down to where all of us can be the right kind of steward. Someone said, you might not be much, but you can be faithful. Here's the question. Are you and will you be this year? There's so much that can be done in this world through this ministry, this church family, if everybody would take this serious. I get it. Now listen, I'm not, if you think I'm, well, you don't ever need to take vacations. I take vacations. Everybody's got to get away every once in a while and we understand it. And sometimes people get sick. You can't come. I understand that. But I'm talking about getting up on Sunday morning whether we've all, we're trying to decide whether or not we ought to be a faithful steward or not. That's kind of the type of thing that's killing America. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I was just raised in an old-fashioned home. I'm going to tell y'all right now, there wasn't no deciding on Sunday. That thing had already been decided. You say, oh, well, I'll tell you what, your mom and dad stripped you of your rights. Well, I'm glad they did. Now, that was already decided. I remember several times in my life trying to give a good reason to get out of church. Mom always had a better one for me not to. Amen. And I'm just going to tell you right now, you're never going to hurt your children by making them to come to church. You say, well, they ought not be made. Well, I, we make them to go to school. I can promise you this. I didn't want to go to school. I'd much rather went to church and school. School was eight hours. Really, do you think God is asking much of his people to come to a place of worship for three hours, four hours a week? That is a mystery to people. I wonder. When we drive down, you know, we, we leave every Sunday. We come to church. In the summertime, it amazes me. I watch so many people cut their grass on Sunday. And to them, that's just normal. That's what they do. But for us, it's normal. We just come to church. We're stewards. Be found faithful. Oh, yes, say, Pastor. There's no point in me coming there every Sunday because I don't preach. I... Pastor, there, we, don't, we don't need to be faithful to... What about your neighbors? I'll end with this. I know there's two people here this morning that's here because there was people that felt that being faithful to their church was being good stewards and every time they opened their garage door it squeaked and the neighbors heard the garage door open every Sunday and guess what? Boy, that'd be a good message. The conviction of a squeaky garage door. And because of the squeakiness of that garage door every Sunday 
they laid there in that bed or sat there in their room and said, you know what, they're getting up and going to church every Sunday and they got convicted. And guess what? They're now very faithful members. And man, I don't know what our church would be without them. And that all, I believe, not only just a squeaky door, but I thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. Faithful stewards. You say, ah, pastor, someone said to me the other day, and I agree. Boy, and by the way, I will say this, and I disagree with you lovingly. You said, what you say matters, but what I say is not quite as important. Listen to me. Everything y'all say is important. Everything you say and live is just as important as what I say and what I live. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. There are some people that know you and they don't know me. And your life and you being a steward of what God's given you might be the only hope those people have. We're stewards. Let's be found faithful. If you're here this morning, you do not know Jesus Christ, your Savior. Listen to me. He loves you. He came to this earth. He bled and died. He robed himself in flesh. This mystery has been made known. He came to this earth. He robed himself in flesh. He took upon himself a form of a servant and he died to the, died the death of the cross that we might be saved. And I want you to know this morning, the only way, I say this as kindly as I can, the only way to heaven is through Jesus. Not of works lest any man should boast. It's either all of grace or it's works. You can't mingle the two. Because if you try to do something the way it works, that's why I disagree with my friend up here. He wants to fight and argue and debate all of the time. And here's the difference we have. He says, oh yes, you need to accept Jesus, but then you got to go get baptized in my church. He just messed up grace. He just added, even if it's a small work, he just added works and you can't add works to grace. It's either all grace or it's all works. That's what the Bible teaches us. And I thank God it's all grace. And if you've accepted Jesus Christ your Savior today, isn't it wonderful? And you're a steward. I'm a steward. God help us to be faithful as stewards. It matters. So please be back tonight. We'll talk about the issues of Stewardship will talk about the operation of stewards. Because if God's going to require us to be stewards, and he's going to require us to be faithful, I think we ought to know what we ought to be faithful to. Amen? Let's stand to our feet, and we'll be dismissed this morning. Stewards of the mysteries of God. I don't know about y'all, but man, when I watched this video, I got all emotional because I thought, man. Do you understand we're going to affect people's lives? Feel the weight of that. Every one of you teachers that are over there on Wednesday teaching, do you feel the weight of that? Wednesday night workers, anybody that gets behind this pulpit, teaching a Sunday school class, you're riding on a bus, do you feel the weight of that? Doing anything around here, do you feel the weight of it? 
And you know, it'd be one thing. I don't know anything about carpentry. I mean, I, I can hit a nail. I can't do much. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's some stuff I need to do at my house. And I thought about it. I was like, Lord God, I'm going to get somebody to do it because I certainly can't. But you know, I thought about this. Man, I could mess up a board. And you know what? We can replace the board. But boy, I'll tell you right now. If we reproach a person that lives forever, that's big stuff. God help us, amen, to be faithful stewards. With our head bowed and eyes closed this morning, how many of you desire for our church and you and your family and us to understand that we're stewards of these mysteries of God and I pray God will burn in all of our hearts the importance and the weight of it. Not to make us feel burdensome, but to motivate us to understand the importance and the complete vital. We live in such a day where we've minimized church, we've minimized Christianity, we've minimized our decisions and we're listening to what the world has to say, and I want us as a church, as individuals and families, know we have the mysteries of God, and we need to be good stewards of them. Because it does matter. How many of you know it matters? God help us. They're going to play something on the piano this morning. Maybe the Lord spoke to your heart about something. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ, your Savior... You know the altar is always open. If you love this church, you've been attending this church, I want you to know, I believe everybody ought to have a church home. We invite you. I'll say this, if you're saved but you've never followed the Lord in believer's baptism, you ought to be faithful in that. You ought to follow the Lord in believer's baptism. stewards and the requirement is faithfulness not just the church but stewards of the mysteries of God Heavenly Father we come to you this morning we want to thank you for your many blessings we thank you for your goodness to us Lord I thank you for the patience of these folks Lord, we thank you for everything our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, our hearts have felt. I pray you'll help us now as we look at this theme this year. It's a very heavy one. We're to be stewards of you in this sin-sick world. Help us now. We ask in the precious name of Jesus Christ and all God's people say it. Listen, God bless you. Be back tonight. It's It's just not the same watching it online. I know some have to, but... We invite you to be back tonight. God bless you, and have a great afternoon, and we'll see you tonight, Lord willing. Amen.